Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Friday, May 21st. I'm Wayne Pratt. This is The Gateway. The 2020 census reveals Illinois will lose a congressional seat because of population decline. Mapmakers must divvy the state into 17 congressional districts, and Democrats in the Illinois legislature will be in control of the process. Their goal is going to be to make sure the seat that Illinois loses is a Republican seat. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on how redistricting could impact the Metro East. The state of Missouri is facing a lawsuit from three people who would be eligible for Medicaid under a voter-approved expansion. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports they are not being allowed to sign up because the legislature did not fund the state's share. The lawsuit says the voter-approved constitutional amendment clearly allows the roughly 275,000 low-income people to sign up by July 1st. Jefferson City-based attorney Lowell Pearson is one of the lawyers representing the three plaintiffs. He says he expects the courts to move quickly. We have every intention of pushing this case forward so that our plaintiffs and the similarly situated people get the health care that they're constitutionally entitled to. Ninety percent of the benefits would be paid for by the federal government, but the Republican-led legislature did not budget the state's share. They said voters were confused on what they voted on, and the question did not include a funding source. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Expanding Medicaid could create thousands of jobs in the state. That's a conclusion of a study from George Washington University. Researchers say Missouri could stand to gain 50,000 jobs with just half in health care. The study also suggests expansion could result in $100 million more in state and local tax revenue. Six superintendents are retiring from St. Louis area school districts this year. As St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports, many are exhausted from a year of added pressure. According to a Missouri Superintendents Association, retirements are up slightly from last year and the year before. One thing that's definitely increased, stress and scrutiny. Jennings Superintendent Art McCoy's retirement was planned prior to the pandemic upending education, but he says the last year has worn down his peers. I like to put it this way. Many superintendents were April tired in August. They were ready to be done in one more month of school, but school had just started. Maplewood, Richmond Heights, Clayton, and Rockwood's superintendents also retired. Rockwood's Mark Miles dealt with extreme criticism and angry messages from parents this past year. Across the state, 43 superintendents are retiring out of 80 total departures. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis leaders are pushing against a gun bill passed by the Missouri legislature. The Second Amendment Preservation Act would ban Missouri law enforcement from following federal gun laws. Dan Isom is the interim public safety director for St. Louis and a former police officer. He says federal gun laws are intended to prevent crime. It's not to infringe on the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. It's really an effort to try to hold people accountable who are um, committing acts of violence in, in our community. Isom says if Governor Mike Parson signs the legislation, it would hurt communities of color with high rates of gun violence. He made the comments yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. 
Illinois has received nearly one and a half million fraudulent claims for unemployment benefits during the pandemic, but the state is not saying how much money has been paid out to fraudsters. Republican State Representative Martin McLaughlin says he asked the Department of Employment Security for details on unemployment fraud months ago. To date, I've not received any of the metrics that will be used for measurables. And I think I asked at that meeting, if I can recall, what is an acceptable amount of fraud? And again, didn't get that answer as well. Governor J.B. Pritzker says an ongoing federal investigation into pandemic-related unemployment fraud in states throughout the country is making it difficult to put together an accurate count of how much Illinois has paid out for fraudulent claims. The U.S. Census Bureau says Illinois will be one of seven states to lose a congressional seat in the 2022 midterm elections. The state legislature is tasked with drawing a map for 17 districts because of population declines. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt previews what might happen with redistricting, including whether the Metro East will lose one of its three seats. Let's get something out of the way first. You may have heard about Illinois Republicans objecting to their Democratic colleagues who are moving forward with redistricting without official 2020 census data. They're talking about state-level redistricting, the maps that determine boundaries for spots in the Illinois House and Senate. But first, we'll focus on congressional districts. The state legislature draws those maps, and Illinois Democrats will be in control since they have supermajorities in both chambers. Their goal is going to be to make sure the seat that Illinois Illinois loses is a Republican seat. That's Kent Redfield, a retired political science professor from the University of Illinois Springfield. He says Illinois Democrats want to help their counterparts in Washington retain the slim majority they currently enjoy in the House. John Shaw, who directs the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute at Southern Illinois University Carbondale, agrees. He says for the most part, states that are picking up congressional seats are Republican-leaning. So both state and national Democrats are very concerned on having Illinois still have a heavily Democratic tilt. Exactly how to do that isn't clear, but Shaw says he expects the districts that include the Metro East will change in big ways. The area is currently represented by Mike Bost, Rodney Davis, and Mary Miller. It seems likely that the 12th, 13th, and 15th districts in Illinois, which are roughly the southern half of the state, are going to be expanded geographically so that they are larger districts. Mapmakers could connect more left-leaning parts of the Metro East to other strong Democratic parts downstate, but Shaw says that's unlikely given recent electoral results. The southern half of the state just is not very conducive for Democrats right now. He expects more attention on the area that outgoing Congresswoman Sherry Bustos represents in northwestern Illinois. Redfield adds mapmakers will also have to contend with demographic shifts around Chicago, where the black population declined and the Latino population increased. But he says state Democrats aren't worried about that right now because they're more focused on passing state-level maps before a constitutional deadline in June. There's no risk in terms of the congressional map of getting into a process situation where the Republicans could have control 
where that's a real danger on the state legislative districts. If the legislature doesn't have state maps by June 30th, the process is turned over to an eight-person redistricting commission appointed by the state's top two Democrats and Republicans. And if the commission fails to compromise on a map by mid-August, the tie-breaking vote is pulled from a hat with the names of two people from different political parties. Redfield says he expects Democrats will avoid this by drawing state maps using population estimates from the Census Bureau instead of the official 2020 numbers. Republican lawmakers like State Senator Jason Barrickman of Bloomington have strongly criticized this move, especially after the state spent millions of dollars on census outreach. The governor and everyone said, we have to do this to make sure our census data is right so that you, the voter, are accurately represented in your government. Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker, for his part, says he will veto any maps that he considers unfair. But Shaw expects the governor will say whatever maps emerge from the legislature are fair in some way. A party that controls the governor's mansion and the House and the Senate is inevitably going to write maps in a way that's advantageous to them. That is just sort of a cosmic law of 21st century American politics. He says it comes down to hardball politics and those in power doing everything they can to hold on to it. As it relates to the congressional maps, Redfield says the main goal for state Democrats is to protect the 13 seats their party currently occupies. Those districts are mainly upstate. He says this might eliminate a seat in the Metro East because of who represents them now. That's the problem with partisan maps. You satisfy your partisan advantage, and then the minority party's districts become afterthoughts. Redfield says it becomes a process of filling the remaining districts with enough people to withstand a challenge in court. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.